Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here back again with another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Very excited today because Philippe Mesritz at Koros, the VP of Customers for Life. And what a great title that is. Uh, I love the title I have, Chief Amazement Officer, but the Vice President of Customers for Life, that is, that's exceptional. And I think it says all about what, what the goal is for him and his people. Anyway, before we get into that, quick announcements. If you've got an amazing story you want to share, or you have a question you want to answer, just go to any of the social media channels. Look for me, ask the question, I'll either answer it there on this show or on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Apple TV, Roku, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, C-Suite TV, and on YouTube, just go to beamazing.tv. By the way, if you have a question and you put it in social media, make sure you use the hashtag AskShep. All right, Philippe Mesritz is here in the house with Koros, and he is the Vice President of Customers for Life. Today, we're gonna learn all about chatbots. Now, some of you are saying chatbots, What's chatbot? Well, you're going to find out if you don't know, but you should know because you don't realize you're using them all the time. Don't even realize you're using them all the time. Number two, it is a powerful customer experience tool. And we're going to talk about how that works. So I think you're going to find this to be informative. And we're even going to make it entertaining because I could tell Philippe is a cool dude. He's got more hair than I do, much longer hair than I ever would have. And uh, he's just a really cool guy. And his name's Philippe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome Philippe Mesritz, the VP of Customers for Life from Koros. How are you? I'm excellent. Thanks, Shep. I appreciate it. I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk to you and your audience. It's pretty awesome to be able to have, to be here. Well, thanks. And you know, I just want to say, uh, with that name, I expected you to have a French accent. Are, <laughs> are, is so? Is are you from uh, originally from France anywhere, or are you born and bred here in the U.S.? No, I've actually lived all over the world, but I'm half Dutch. Uh, and it's Dutch. So the, no, nah, the, the, the name is definitely French. You had that pegged correctly. Well, good. So let's talk real quick about Coros. Tell us who they are and what they do. Sure. So Coros is a company that focuses on how do we really make our brands effective and, and augment their ability to talk through social media, through peer-to-peer communities, um, both on a support standpoint as well as a marketing standpoint, and really being able to have a better experience and allowing our brands to create their own customers for life, which is actually one of the reasons that my title came about, was trying to figure out how do we do that and help our customers be very successful with where they're going um, through technology and amplifying the entire digital experience for our customers. So the focus is on the digital experience. The focus is really on the use of a good bot to uh, add to that experience for the customer. Yes? So that is one aspect of it for sure. So bots are one of the newest technologies that continue to evolve throughout the time that um, the internet and everything else has continued to grow. Mm -hmm. So that is an aspect of what we do. But it's also the peer-to-peer community, so being able to have communications uh, and leveraging your own customers at scale to have conversations. It's also being able to have discussions around the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and so forth, and really being able to engage with your customers where they are at any Mm -hmm. point in time and having a great digital customer experience. 
So it's not even so much that this is what your company does, which is great. This is what all companies should be doing. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, right. And, and it just so happens that you provide the platform and the technology to make that happen. Yep. No, that's exactly true. And I mean, with COVID and everybody really moving digital now, right? I mean, the, even restaurants have moved, moved completely digital and said, hey, order everything online for companies that have never done outbound before. But being able to understand how your customers are, are, are trying to engage with you is important. And that's really what we allow our brands to be successful doing. So as long as you brought up COVID-19, uh, not that I wasn't going to do that eventually. <laughs> I was about to say, I can't imagine this is one of those non-conversation pieces. Well, we, we could have tried, but um, it's, how do you feel uh, prior to March 13th, which they say is the date that everything changed? That's when the brick wall popped up and people hit it. What do you feel has changed prior to March 13th compared to where we are now? Really, we're, we're still in the middle of this pandemic, the middle of, of you know, a, a revolution of a new way of doing business. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's accelerated what was already happening. Mm -hmm. So a lot of companies had already started looking at how do we engage our, our customers to answer questions? How do we talk to customers in the place that they live and with millennials uh, really going to social media and to the digital experience and even, uh, older generations also doing that and then continuing to evolve. That was something that people have been doing for a number of years previously. But this year that has simply accelerated and gone through the roof. And so now companies that never thought about digital first really have to start thinking about, let me think about my customer's experience digitally as the first solution, as the first frontier, as the thing that your, your companies really want to solve for. And then how do you leverage automation technology and capabilities to be more effective to do that. So you don't have to have a human typing on their keyboard at all times, answering all questions and, and engaging with your customers in all ways. Right. So um, voice, we're, are we staying away from that right now? Uh, and by the way, it's automated voice, IVRs, if you will, bots versus human, because I just heard you say typing. Are we focused on the typing and messaging elements? I think we're focusing more on that. I think people, I mean, there's still a lot of companies that are using voice, but it's not as scalable, right? So as more and more people move to the same digital experience, they're going to start moving towards more the phone interaction. Uh, and by phone, I mean, smartphone, not necessarily getting on the phone to have a call, but being able to interact via text messages, SMS, via social media, and all the different areas. You might have video chat, but being able to lever leverage that conversation in a digital way allows you to um, use your platform and use your brand and information that you have and repeat that over and over again mm -hmm. to be more effective, which gets your customers faster, better experiences. And so when you refer to a digital way, connecting with your, your customer in a digital way, you're saying, hey, let's use uh, some type of a bot to uh, message back and forth with their customers until such time that the customer is confused and needs to talk to a human. It, and, and at that point, uh, regardless, you could be on a social platform, you can be on a messaging platform, you can be emailing back and forth, uh, texting, yep. uh, all these different ways. So does the customer, so this is, I know the answer to this question, but I, for the benefit of the listeners, 
Does the customer make the choice? I know I'm not talking to a real person. I want to talk to a person, get me there now. Or does the bot make the choice, recognizing that the bot is saying, I'm smart enough to know that I'm not answering the question properly? Yeah, the answer is both, right? So right now, I think AI isn't fully intelligent yet. There's a concept of and I use the Terminator as the example, like that that's the full end idea of what an AI is, but we're a long ways out from perfect. So you have to be able to allow customers the, the methodology to break out of the system. It's no different to you, you brought up IVRs, hitting zero on an IVR and then feeling like you're in that constant loop is frustrating and you it's not a great experience. And so you wanna be able to say, hey, how do you help customers break out at the appropriate time? But in the best case scenario, the bot knows it's now ready to move out and it is ready to say, hey, this is just not working. Let me break you out uh, and send you to a human. So I think I've used this example uh, maybe once or twice on the show, but it's worth repeating because I think it's like this was frustration and this is what's not supposed to happen. And I'm on a website and the little message pops up says, can I help you? I type in the question and I was looking to buy a docking station for my computer, actually for somebody in my office. So I said, uh-huh. does, and, and I couldn't tell if I needed a, a power supply going to the computer and the docking station. And, and of course it, it probably would charge the computer. I just wanted to make sure. So I typed in, does the docking station charge the computer? And the answer was, which computer are you interested in purchasing? I'm not interested in the computer to buy. I'm interested in the docking station. And I wonder if when the computer is hooked up into the docking station, will the docking station charge the computer? The response was, which computer are you interested in purchasing? So of course, at that point, frustrated, I move on to having to call the company. And that's a whole nother story there. But but this is what we're trying to avoid. Where I think I think we've got a bot program out there that's better than this today. Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. and new technology has NLP or natural language processing, and that's where it tries to read your intent. But on the back end, you still have some level of flow that allows you to say, "Hey, the customers asked for A." here's the options we're going to be able to give them at this point in time to help them through this process. And sometimes your best bots have the ability to say, we don't have a flow for this. Let's route them to a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, hey, look, this translation actually means this thing. I do have an answer for this and then I can provide that. And it does depend. And if you think about some of the bigger bots out there that everybody knows, Alexa, Google Home, Siri, right? Yep. Those are all mm-hmm. bots that everybody knows. They have both a personality, which is risky and positive in the same but they have a massive AI system behind it and they don't always get it right. I mean, the story I always tell is I have um, hue lights, the lights that you can turn on and off and change colors for. And I have a light that's called bedroom ceiling and it doesn't understand what it's trying to turn on half the time. And I'm like, that's a pretty straightforward term, bedroom ceiling. How do you think it's my family room? Like your AI isn't picking it up. Yep. And by the way, when I, in the introduction, I said, People don't even realize they're interacting with AI. The Amazon Echo, the Google Home, and I don't want to mention uh, the Echo's name because she's right behind me and she'll start talking <laughs> to me if I absolutely, but but when you know, you're know you interacting, when you say, hey, what's the weather today? 
And what's really cool is, is uh, once in a while, I'll ask a question and she'll give me the answer. And then she'll say, by the way, you might want to also ask me about this sometime. And it's learning what I'm interested in. It's learning. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. You know, hey, I want to order a pizza. And they'd ask me, do you want the same pizza that you had the last time? You know, I, want, I need more toilet paper. Do you want the same kind as before? And it's really amazing uh, how, how it all works. That's AI. When you're on your, uh, when you're in Gmail or Outlook or any really uh, mail program, and it automatically is funneling mail to, the, uh, to your junk or spam folder, that's AI helping you. It's a bot that's doing that. Exactly. Yeah. So people are using it all the time, don't even realize it. And yet they'll say, oh, I don't like dealing with the bot. Yes, but you use one every day. And yeah, no, exactly. Don't. Yes, you people, do. People don't think about it. Yeah. It's, and, and there's just so much technology out there right now that is that is the AI side of things. And then there's the conscious bot. And to your point of that little message at the bottom right that is very often uh, on, on websites anymore, those are bots that you're interacting with. And it, it's how do we leverage that technology as brands to deliver the best customer experience for us? And how do we really think about what our customers are trying to accomplish and giving them the best path? Because what often happens is people try to overscript or they try to emulate the series of the world, the Alexas of the world and so forth. And the simple fact is if you try to do that, you're now trying to emulate a team that's probably 500, 600,000 people at a company that's got billions of dollars of revenue. Right. And I know that's not what I'm running. Right, right, right. But but it's amazing. It's amazing how the cost has come down. The technology has been created to make uh, the, the bot program just really intuitive for the customer. It's great. But you know what? There's another side to this. And we're going to talk about that when we come right back. And don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We're talking to Philippe Mesritz at Coros about bots, about customer experience. This is awesome. We'll be right back. Cult is not a scary word. My book, The Cult of the Customer, proves it. It helps you design a strategy to lead customers and employees through five cultural phases or cults. And good news, I've revised and updated the book. The new edition, The Cult of the Customer, is available for purchase now. It features case studies, tips, and tactics to guide you on the journey from uncertainty to amazement and build a customer-focused culture, a cult of the customer. So, what are you waiting for? Go to www.cultofthecustomer.com. Go there today and order. Join the cult that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists. The cult of the customer. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Philippe Mesritz from Koros, the VP, Customers for Life. How do we make our customers so happy that they want to stay with us forever and ever? I love that title. So we've been talking about bots, and we've been talking about how bots can support the customer and create a better experience. And I do believe today, it's um, a lot of times, we don't even realize we're dealing with bots, but when the customer learns to use uh a self-service solution that the company has. And it's messaging back and forth with the company. Oftentimes it is a bot that is doing the interacting. And you know what? If you can get a quick answer without having to call, be put on hold, 
identify yourself, give your social security number, your mother's maiden name, et cetera, et cetera, and get this so much faster. Why wouldn't you want to do it? But you know what? There's another side of this, and that's what's happening inside a company. And believe it or not, bots are as effective, and in my opinion, maybe even more so by supporting the employee, the agent that's helping the customer. Philippe, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's 100, 1,000, whatever percent you want to call it, accurate. The fact oh, good. I got is, one right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact is that brands are deploying agent-assisted bots probably more often than they are deploying public chatbots because it is an easy way to offer efficiency and savings um, for your teams. So you can actually gain more by having an agent-assisted bot offering that efficiency and savings for your customer facing bot because what you can literally do is augment what an agent has been trained on, how they do things and what they're trying to tell your customers in real time, rather than having your customer go through this frustrating AI bot thing that isn't necessarily doing exactly what you're hoping to do. Your agents can be trained to interpret what your bots being done. You can optimize it for that uh, environment that is a lot more constrained and under your control. And you can train around any flaws that you do have in the bot. And then you can t- take that knowledge and capabilities and push that out to your customer side of things, but test it on your own employees and make them make it better. And a lot of agents, and I, I just had this conversation at an, another uh, location. Um, and how do you make your agents more engaged and that they all want to be able to be providing a better customer experience. So have them make the bot better so that you can turn around to your customers in the long run and make that engagement much stronger. Yeah. And I think you said something um, and the way I interpret it is the agent actually has the capability of communicating with the bot at a, so when you train the agent, you train them, this is the way you ask the question. Mm-hmm. where if a customer were to try to ask the question, the bot may or may not get it. And that my example of the docking station is exactly uh, a bot that is not getting it, but maybe there was a, a better way to ask that question that would have given me the answer I needed. I just was, I'm asking it as a layperson. Um, I'm not, but if an agent's properly trained, furthermore, t- tell me what you think of this and where are we in this technology is the bot capable of listening to the conversation and being able to give information to the agent or I'm, or I guess versus the agent typing the question to the bot. Um, I think there is a way to do that. I don't think it's straight out of the box from any top bot vendor that I know of. Mm -hmm. Um, But you could leverage some of the technologies out there that take voice to speak and then being able to kind of like dragon naturally speaking, for example, that does transcription mm-hmm. and being able to turn that around. Because the challenge is if you truly have that uh, bot listening to a phone conversation in real time, it somehow has to translate that back for the agent to take action. And so right. Well, the, it, it would deliver with, the yeah. same information. It's just instead of the agent having to type in a question, I'm just wondering how far we've come. I mean, uh, I, this may be the direction we're there headed toward. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that before, but I think it's a great capability. And, and there's no reason that when you think about all the technology that is out there, that it can't be done. I just personally, I haven't seen it happen yet um, or 
All right. Well, do it. So well, maybe this you time just next out a new year, idea. this time next year, we're going to meet again. And I'm expecting big things out of you and Cora. <laughs> there you go. We will. Uh, I'll talk to our product team and see what we can do. So anyway, uh, but back to that point, um, in addition to the information that if I'm the agent and I'm typing in and getting great responses back from the bot to pass on, what is the likelihood that that bot will also take a look at my customer and give me information that I need to know about my customers, buying patterns, uh, past purchases, issues they've had? Can that be incorporated as well? So it can definitely be incorporated, but the best way to end up that you look at it is the, the whole concept, and we've been talking about this for 15, 20 years in contact centers, right, is that single pane of glass. Yeah. You'll have a single place, right? Mm -hmm. That's really the best way to do it because you can integrate all the different pieces. And the bot has, you don't want the bot to do everything because then you end up with this jumbled mess of capabilities. But it can sit alongside with that particular person's information from your CRM. Um, or your customer relations management tool and being able to tell that story and layering those things up for your agent to make an intelligent decision. And the bot can certainly take information from your CRM to then help inform it on how it answers the question. But it's not, I wouldn't say that the bot will surface all that because otherwise you just get a data dump of information that right. isn't in any structured way. Yep. I, so the next level of that would be that it doesn't dump data. It actually interprets and knows what data to give the agent. That's it's a whole nother level. I'm now just we're getting in the Terminator world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we're so getting I'll, the Terminator I'll, I'll world. get in your creativity innovation department and think ahead for you. <laughs> so uh, this is a, a good question. I know a lot of people over the years, I don't think it, it well, I'm not going to give you my opinion on it yet, but um, it's been said, these bots are going to come along. They're going to replace the agent. We're not going to need as many agents. It's going to save companies money. People are going to be out of jobs. What's your opinion on that one? So my opinion is that, well, so I don't believe that it's going to put people out of jobs. I do believe that the jobs will change and evolve in the direction that they're going to go. They're going to be people that are bot managers. They're going to be conversation designers. They're going to be QA against the, or quality assurance against the bot and its efficacy for your customers. It's going to be um, learning and training and then handling things that the bot still can't do. So I think the, the level of work that people are doing is going to up level and become more of what is a human really good at is that critical thinking component versus the bot, which is more automation, more capabilities and more speed. Um, so being able to adapt that. And I don't think, so I don't believe that agents will lose their jobs. I think they just, they'll, do something a little bit more interesting than the same thing over and over again. Yeah, that'll be great. Now you said that the critical thinking, but I'll also add, I think that the agent has the ability to build the relationship mm -hmm. far better than any, you know, I, I guess my line is you can't automate the relationship. You can't chat bot out, <laughs> you know, the, you know, do you want to date that chat? bot? you know, I know I want to date, I want to date my echo. If in the perfect world, if, if, if she could go out to dinner with me, I would take her out. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of functionality for sure. But I, I do agree. I think um, bots will get to some level of empathy, some level of capabilities of, I'm sorry that that didn't work out for you and actually sound somewhat sincere. Mm -hmm. But your point about relationship and really building that loyalty, I think that's where humans uh, it's the same reason that human like to have other people around them. There's a very few people that are true hermits, right? A yep. lot of people are like, I can be alone. And my wife and I were talking about this other day. We don't need anybody else. 
But if I was just me, I wouldn't like that. But it's just me and my wife, I'm okay. Yep. So yep. pure, pure is, is very difficult. Love it. All right. We're down to my final question. I always ask the one thing question. Is there one thing that you'd like to leave the audience that we haven't talked about or something so important that you want to emphasize that when the audience finishes listening to our episode, they go, yeah, that's it. Um, I would say the critical thing is people will want chatbots, but you always have to think about what that customer's experience is going to be. If you forget about the customer in your goal to implement self-service, you're going to end up with a very bad experience that your customers simply will not want to do business with you. So make sure that you are putting your customer's lens on as you're developing and designing how that conversation works. Yep. And I'll add to that something you emphasized earlier is that make sure there's an easy option to a human being if for whatever reason, as a customer, you would feel frustration or you're not getting the answer that you want. Excellent. Excellent. Philippe, thanks so much for being on Amazing Business Radio. You've given us some great insights into I wouldn't even call it the future, but some people think this is so cool and different than what we had even just a few years ago. They think they're, the future is now. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> I a great is point. The, is the way I'm saying it. So thanks for showing us, giving us the insight. Appreciate you. And uh, hey, happy holidays. Thank you, Shep. Well, thank you, Philippe. And that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. Tune in next week where we'll have another amazing interview. And until that time, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.